<laughs> Hi, and welcome to Tower After Hours. Um, I am Amanda, a content uh, marketing specialist, and with me I have Ashley, a designer here. Hello. We have Julia, our project manager. Hey. And we have Paige. Hi. Paige is <laughs> our social media specialist. Um, does anyone want to start? I guess I'll start. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, oh, sorry, my voice cracked. I picked a blog by my favorite blog writer. <laughs> it's gonna make me wow. cry, <laughs> and we are like thirty seconds in. <laughs> so I did a blog as my topic today that we wrote here at Tower. Um, it's called Why Your Brand Needs an Influencer Marketing Strategy. Um, and our very own Amanda, who is hosting this podcast, wrote it. Tears. Just to <laughs> catch everyone up to speed. Um, so I thought Amanda did a really good job with this blog post. And it's something that I've been interested in for a while now, partly just because um, outside of doing marketing, I'm always kind of interested in possibly doing some type of influencer micro marketing myself on the side because I love cooking, I love fashion, like all that stuff. Um, and I feel like on social media right now, there's so much opportunity to like share your recipes and get free stuff from companies who want to give you a recipe book or something like that. So for those of you that aren't First familiar, all, sorry to interrupt you. Yes. I think it's just great how out of all the free things you could receive being an influencer, you're excited to get a free cookbook. <laughs> I, I mean, your Instagram stories like kill me every time because you're making so many good things. So I can see that. Yeah, I would totally take a free cookbook if I could get it. I love food. I'm cooking, like, all the time and always experimenting with new recipes. So, yeah. To um, get everyone on the same page, I guess, we could start with what influencer marketing is. And basically, Amanda had defined it as um, an influencer marketing or an influencer marketer is someone who influences their audience and pushes them to buy or view a certain website or to buy specific products and it's typically like a blogger or a vlogger or even like a reality star, a celebrity, mm -hmm. a politician, someone like that who is trying to influence their circle on social media and get people to purchase something or view something or support some type of cause. Um, and recently, because influencer marketing got so big, um, micro-influencing became a thing, which you mm -hmm. touch on in your blog. And basically, it's, it's pretty similar. It's basically the same thing, but it's... You're a micro-influencer when you have a smaller audience. Um, and that would, like, be hashtag goals for me, so. <laughs> and also for Meg, because she wants to be a micro-influencer for books. So oh, that's, yeah. Paige will have to help us because she's our social media specialist. Um, yeah, so you provided some examples. Um, boxed water, I feel like. That was a huge thing. Like, I everyone... I had never even heard of that brand before. Really? Yeah. I saw it on Instagram all the time. Like, people were posting pictures with boxed water because it was, like, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, like you were... carton. Yeah. yeah. You are being, like, good for the environment. Like, I don't know. And it all started with the boxed water company reaching out to a celebrity and ask... It was, um... Who... Aiden Alexander. I actually mm -hmm. don't know who that is. I don't know either. I just know he was a superstar. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I'm like, I don't know who he was, but apparently he got, like, everyone to buy boxed water, and it became this, like, huge trend on social media. Mm -hmm. um, very yeah. Julian Huff did it, too, so I don't know if she had more of an I influence. Know, I know who that is. I do, too. I, I know who that is. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Aiden Alexander, I have no idea. <laughs> um, and I also liked how you pointed out the Pepsi example. Oh, yeah, because that one's recent. Yeah. So with Kendall Jenner mm-hmm. um, being, like, the influencer for the Pepsi campaign and trying to represent, um, was it, like, racial equality or? It was unification and diversity. So, like, Yes. <laughs> racial, racial equality and, and that everybody matters. Yeah. But everybody can stick together to make it matter. By it's, drinking uh, Pepsi. Pepsi campaign had huge backlash. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sure. So we, well, not we, Amanda noted that as like a fail in yeah. her yeah. Yeah. blog article. So there's definitely been like successes and fails with influencer marketing, but I think it's something worth discussing since it's becoming so big, especially since we offer social media at Tower. Um, um, so yeah, I guess I'll just open up with some questions and whoever wants to chime in, feel free, but, um, transparency, <laughs> Julia said that Paige was going to have to answer. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> but Amanda, you can answer those all you want, just in no, case, because you probably I already know the answers to true. them. Yeah. So who, who thinks it's worth it? Do you think it's not worth it? Um, is it something that small businesses and large businesses should be pursuing or just, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I definitely think um, it is worth it. It can be like extremely beneficial for both parties, um, but it is like a really slow process. And I think that that's something that small brands especially need to take into consideration. This isn't something that's just going to happen overnight. Right. Um, it's all about like developing a relationship with somebody Um yeah, so I definitely think that it is worthwhile. Um, these influencers are people who have spent a lot of time getting to know their audience, and they've built, like, this trust with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to, you know, like, reach out to an influencer um, and have them promote a product, it's really important. It's really important for that influencer to, like, really... I guess, like, trust the product because they want to come across as authentic to their target audience. Um, And those those people who have been following them, like, forever, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I definitely think it's beneficial, but it is a very slow process, so something to take into consideration. Do you trust influencers? (laughs) I do, actually. Like, so I'm thinking about, like, my own Instagram feed Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The one that stands out to me the most is Catherine, um, I can't think of her last name. She was on The Bachelorette, Sean Lowe's. <laughs> yes, I love Amazing. them. Sean Lowe and Catherine, I love them so much. Um, but she does a lot of influencer marketing stuff. So, like, I know she is partners with um, HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. So, like, she always, like, advertises her box and, like, what she gets that week and what she makes and stuff like that. And I'm always like, oh, maybe I should try that out. Like, she's... Yeah. I, I trust her, even though I've never met her before. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Question. Yeah. So, I have multiple, like, I follow multiple influencers on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the Kardashians. Same. I was just going to well, say the same thing. I but I follow yeah. them and I see them. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I don't trust sure. what they say and the products that they do. But when they... Do you think when, it's just because they're everywhere for everything? I'm not sure because because I know what they're doing. But I also see other influencers like 
Joanna Gaines from mm-hmm. Fixer Upper, uh, and she awesome. like, I don't know, I don't. Know. Yeah, the different I'm not. Sure. I think that would be it. I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, it, even in general, like somebody else, another celebrity mm-hmm. that's like really well known, you know, being an influencer for a brand, I would much, I would be influenced by them more than I would for the Kardashians for whatever reason. So I have a question, or just food for thought, and I kind of want to know you guys' opinions. So, um, one thing I'm hard trusting are, like, shampoo and condition commercials and everything, especially Mm. if you look at the different types of women who are representing, say, Dove or Pantene Mm -hmm. or whatever, and the issues that I've had trying to understand my hair since a child (laughs) since I was born I have curls for those who aren't aware Um, but in trying to get to know your own hair and struggling and trying so many different products and everything Hmm. obviously you know that celebrity might have um, a different texture hair than I do a different Mm. um, routine or like whatever but at the same time okay are all you Pantene people actually using Pantene if you look at the different ethnic backgrounds that people are representing of shampoo commercials and I'm just like okay I don't even like I'm white I don't have like white girl hair and everything it's just I have to try and stop in ethnic aisles and everything like that so it's just like for those particular products I'm not very trusting because Mm -hmm. it's just some lotions too I don't know why, but it's an emotion. So I guess, like, body care products. Yeah. I think it definitely depends on the product. And going back to, like, Amanda, like, I think the reason you don't trust the Kardashians is because of (laughs) the kind of, yeah, like, how they've established themselves in general. Like but a, I watch their show. Yeah, like, I, but it's, it's entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining, but you also know there's a lot of, like lies Maybe. behind yeah, that yeah. show. Like, you know it's reality. You know. Subconsciously, you I know that, and I'm not going to buy their products. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, Therapy. As far as, like, <laughs> as far as, like, beauty and skincare products, I think that's really interesting that you have, like, a, like, I don't know, like, that you... A mistrust. A distrust, yeah, yeah, a mistrust in that. Um, but I also think that it's probably part of the industry that we're in so like I was listening to armchair expert um (laughs) and the like co-host of that show um Monica Padman she did a hair commercial okay and she was talking about how like the behind the scenes of it they gave her extensions they dyed her hair Mm, they like did all this stuff to make it look like shinier and more voluptuous and and so I think like knowing those like insider secret kind of things are kind of what probably shies us away from like okay obviously my hair is never going to look like that you know what I mean it's one of those things where it's just like if that person actually does use that brand then fine I would kind of trust Mm -hmm. it more so but if you're just putting a face to the product just because of who the face is then you've missed the mark for me I think that's Mm -hmm. why um, micro influencers can actually be like more effective because if they're local people and you like kind of have a similar connection to them they're not a celebrity who has a perfect lifestyle Mm -hmm. then you can see like oh like that normal person who's just like me Mm -hmm. you know really likes this product so Mm -hmm. I will say I follow somebody named Kim Tai who's from York Pennsylvania she now lives in Los Angeles and I would 
I've seen a lot of her ads and I would buy, I would buy her stuff for sure. Yeah. Now, how do you feel when one of the local influencers you've followed for so long up and moves to the big city and becomes a bigger influencer or it's it's a lot, it's very different, but yeah, I don't know. Once you get so far into it, you're going to kind of get roped into the bigger picture of it, which isn't wrong or anything, but it's just, does the trust continue then? I'm just I will say yeah I would say yes I I didn't start following her when she was here so I started following her down the line at Mm -hmm. some point but I I know she's bigger now than she was before Um, because that's kind of like that's the second local person within like a week span that we've heard of who's moved out to California Mm -hmm. right so it's also are they um more influential if they remain a small town local person but still continue to grow that following true yeah i feel like this discussion on like um hair and beauty products leads me into my next question too because um it's so common especially on instagram to think about like oh i need a recommendation for a hair product or um, some other beauty product like a physical product Mm -hmm. um but influencer marketing has also become a trend in, I think, B2B businesses as right. well. So right. it's not only B2C. Um, so I wanted to kind of give an example and see if you guys had any thoughts on if influencer marketing and micro-influencer marketing had a place in the B2B world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, for example, with Tower, we sell marketing services. We don't sell an actual product. We sell a service. Is it something that... I don't know, you could see a marketing agency apply, or is this, would you more so recommend it for consumers, like B2C companies, I mean? I think it's important to remember that even though there are differences between B2C and B2B, B2B is still, you're still selling to a person. A business, sure. A business, there are people behind that business. So I think... There is room for it. I think it can be tricky depending on, like, the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we kind of do it now, like, with guest blogging and things like that, Mm -hmm. Um, building and establishing those relationships with other companies where there's some kind of mutually beneficial relationship there. Um, I think that's kind of how we work within the B2B um, world. It's not necessarily always going to be an exchange of, like, goods or products um but there are definitely other ways you can integrate it yeah yeah I definitely agree I agree too (laughs) have you guys bought something from an influencer like based on Yeah, it was a hair product me too wow I trust that person (laughs) it stinks I can't remember her um name off the top of my head. I think she's from Sweden, really. But she has curls tighter than my own, um, and I've kind of seen her development of when she used to use all these like chemical-based products Mm -hmm. and how she's gone to more natural things and Mm -hmm. all this. And there is a product, it's just simply called Curls. Um, it has a yellow and blue label at Target. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> because, it, because it was also, I mean, like those types of products, I they're not as cheap for the size you're getting. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, after trying everything mm-hmm. under the sun, <laughs> you just kind of resort to what works. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I bought that just figuring I'd try it and then I bought a couple other products within that line to see what it did because it's a lot of experiment, experimenting. Um, but that's one off the top of my head that I bought because... Did you say it worked or I'm sorry, did I miss it? Yes. Well, I also use a different brand that like the hair salon uses for me. And um, so I've tried like mixing in this curls product in with what the salon does. And then I was telling the salon what I use. She's like, oh, I've never heard of it. So she's kind of, it's a bunch of experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. Use it together, use it separately. Yeah. Like, so. Hashtag curly hair. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> curl up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> curl up. I love it. That's Anyone hilarious. else buy anything from that answer? I'm trying to think. I feel like... Yes, but, like, indirectly. Like, I'll see... So, I follow, like, a lot of, like, female fitness people. Um, and, like, I'll see them promoting, like, Reebok or, like, other <laughs> other brands. And I'm like, yeah, she looks really good in that. I'm yeah. going to buy that. <laughs> I want to be that, so... copying the style, in a sense. Yeah, like, I guess. It's not, like, that particular Reebok piece of a Yeah, I guess. But also, if they're if they're promoting, like a new style shoe for like the grip or like something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. like I'm like oh like that compels me to definitely like yeah. buy it so mm-hmm. yeah I guess but I can't really think of like any like smaller influencers that I have like directly been like influenced by right yeah I can't think of a specific instance where I purchased something from an influencer but I feel like there were a lot of indirect yeah scenarios for sure it's in your head you it's saw in my head. it yeah yeah kind of like it's like the new billboard marketing right mm-hmm. to me like if you see something so many times you're familiar with that brand or you develop like a certain a liking for that style mm-hmm. I guess it's something that you'll end up buying which product do you think you see the most of because I can think of two brands two oh, brands boy. Shein have you yes. ever heard of that brand mm-hmm. or What's there's that? another cup she Kapshi, for sure. Yes. And oh, so I've definitely bought those products. Yeah. And yes. that did not work out well. <laughs> <laughs> Good second. That was a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of, it was a half and half experience. For Same. Me. Some like, of the pieces of clothing were like, okay, this is kind of cute, and it was really cheap. And then yes. other items were like, oh. This is not <laughs> what I expected. Exactly. Based on the advertising yeah. of the product. So I definitely bought from those companies specifically because so many people gotcha. that I follow online are promoting them. Mm-hmm. And it's so cheap. It's like, okay, like for $10. Let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Paige, have you? Can you think of any? Her Reebok example. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think of like what I see, like regularly. I you probably see what I see because I see a lot of like fitness stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you see the Smart Sweets a lot. Smart Smart Sweet gummies. I've never never seen those. I see them all of the time. Mm -hmm. And then the the um, detox the the. Shake detox thing that, that oh, always pops yes. up. Yes, I do see that one a lot. Yeah, I cannot think of what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like fit, fit body, belly, something like that. Yeah, I, know. I know what you're I talking know. about. Yeah, I do see those a lot. I I can't think of like anything specific though, but they're everywhere. Yep, and it's easy to miss them, but it's also easy to be like, oh, there it is. I've seen that a thousand another times. Another question on influ- influ- 
influencers. Words. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go with that. Um, I kind of have picked up on, there's been a couple times throughout the start of this podcast that we've said, oh, I can think of who the person is, but I can't remember their name. Yep. Mm-hmm. So does it really matter, in a sense, who that mm. influencer is? Because we're just remembering the product or the style or exactly. Or we're not remembering I feel their like their name. You said a first name. I mm-hmm. said a geographical location. But we can't remember. I say fully. I would say the person does matter. Maybe not to the end user specifically. Mm-hmm. I said I would say yes. for like Agreed. the Kim Kardashian right. example. I don't like her, so I'm not gonna buy. Sure. Like, I mean, I do like her, but I don't like her, right. apparently, because oh, my <laughs> kind of like that, you know what I mean? So, like, it's one of those things where if you don't have the right person to market your brand, yeah. it's not going to work out. And the, for their chosen, sorry, they're chosen for their individual look as well. Their sure. look, their mm-hmm. morals, all yeah. that. Yeah. Their following. What they're yes. following, for sure. Yeah, I think for the company, it's not necessarily like oh we want this name to be associated with our company it's like oh this name has a really specific audience that we really want to target so we're going to use them as an outlet to get Mm -hmm. to that Mm -hmm. audience and I really feel like it's more and more like a replacement for billboards and magazines and print advertisements and I think you definitely have a point when you say that it doesn't really the person might matter at first Mm -hmm. to like make you think about it more or make you buy right on the spot but like once you see the Shein Shein clothing brand so many times from so many different people (laughs) and you see how cheap it is and you see the cute clothes you forget it doesn't even matter at this point it's just something you're like you've seen it so many times like you've been subconsciously convinced that it's a good idea and you should try it out because so many people have recommended it yeah yeah (laughs) yep so sorry Ben (laughs) (laughs) so sorry Actually, my package should arrive today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually kind of have, like, an article that kind of branches off of influencing. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk about this. Um, this is more B2B. Um, sort of. No, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I guess we'll kind of talk about it a little bit as we go. So I was looking. Um, I found this article about... Um, the Kraft Heinz brand Capri Sun. Um, And for the month of October, which is anti-bullying month, um, they created this campaign called the Together Table. And the whole purpose of the campaign was to say, you know, so many kids are being bullied. So many kids are being left out. Primarily, this happens, like, during lunchtime when kids have to sit with their classmates um, or they end up sitting alone. So Capri Sun, they made um, an advertisement and they cut up like a bunch of regular tables and put them together into like a big S so that everyone had to sit together. There was no other option kind of thing. Um, And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I love this so much. I absolutely adore when brands like have a cause and they, um, they promote that. So then I was looking more into it and for the month of November, another Kraft Heinz brand, which is Planters, um, they teamed up with the Movember Foundation to promote the No Shave November um, for men's health. And so there is a mustache on the Mr. Planters 
peanuts guy um, with a little sign that says hashtag save your nuts. And, <laughs> Dang. Um, now that's good. Yeah, I know. It's very good. Um, <laughs> Raise so, for anyone who thought of that. Yeah, I know, right? Very good idea. Um, so the whole point of like putting the mustache on him was to raise awareness for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide prevention in men. Um, so it's not necessarily like these brands are pushing a product, but they're they're raising awareness for a certain cause, um, which I think it's just really important that brands who have such a strong influence on people um, do something good for um, their consumers. Um, so I was just kind of wondering if you guys had any um, recent examples or anything of any brands that you can think of that support a certain cause that really like motivates you as a consumer to do something, um, whether that's like a cause that they always support or if it's just like a, you know, oh, it's National X month, so we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was really cool that specifically the Kraft Heinz brand who owns Planters and Capri Sun um, is making such like a big impact mm-hmm. on so many different awarenesses, mm-hmm. different causes. <clears throat> so this reminds me of what a lot of restaurants in Lancaster are doing right now with straws, mm-hmm. getting yeah. rid of the straws. Yeah. So they're trying to help the environment by not offering straws in their drinks, mm-hmm. um, which... I think is also like a political controversy that I Mm -hmm. don't really know a lot about, honestly. (laughs) So I can't really speak to it much, but I think I would totally agree with you, Paige. Like there has definitely been times in the past where a company has supported a certain cause that I was Mm -hmm. passionate about. And then I was more inclined to buy something from that company Mm -hmm. or support that company in some way. And I would definitely be like, Oh, well this company's doing this this month. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to buy something from them. Um, but it's not, it doesn't always work on me. Like with the straws thing, yeah. <laughs> I totally support the environment and maybe I'm just a terrible person, but sometimes <laughs> I just like really want a straw <laughs> and like it wouldn't make me like buy another drink or anything yeah. like that. You know what I yeah. mean? So I think there's some cases where it would tug in your heartstrings and you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to buy this for yeah. this reason because they support something that I also support. And then other times that companies support a certain initiative, it just might not resonate with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's definitely, like, a really good opportunity, I would say, for businesses, but not always a win. Right. The Pepsi commercial that we were talking about would mm-hmm. be, yeah. mm-hmm. again, a fail for this. Mm-hmm. That they tried so hard to stand up for something very passionate, they're, that they're passionate about, and it didn't go the right way. So yeah. Yeah. If I can remember back that far, geez, um, they had the correct intention. They right? did. And Their intention was there. The execution. The way did they not, did it was yeah. not. So, okay. um, like they they tried to stand up for something mm-hmm. um, specific to resonate with people, and right. it didn't work. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Can you guys think of like a brand where they stood up for a cause that really did resonate with you, whether whether you purchased a product or not? Um, something that has kind of like, yeah, or just kind of was like, oh, wow, you know what? That company is really cool. Like if I had to choose between this and another one, I would choose this one just it for that. It makes me think of the the, sh- the shoe brand. What? Tom's? Yes. Yeah. 
I definitely that, buy a pair of Tom's shoes just for that reason. That they mm-hmm. give away a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. I also think of, oh, sorry. No. There's um, a bag company called Four Things Bags or something like that. And they, they um, it's people who um, don't have much create these bags. And you buy them and you're giving them this business. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, kind of like a thousand... Ten thousand yeah, villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So same thing. Like, um, and a lot of people like them, and and I would support them. So they provide jobs to basically, yeah, okay. and like all the contributions go back into them. So, mm. and they're really cute bags. Yeah. So I actually I bought a gift for my friend probably about a month ago for her birthday, and it was a similar company. Yeah. It was a small company, um, local to Lancaster, and they made wallets and Ooh. bags and like leather goods, and then. Um, women who were single moms who were like struggling to find a job or survive would like make these at home and it would provide an income for them. Um, so yeah, definitely bought. I feel like it's very popular with like shoes, purses, yeah, jewelry. For sure. Seiko's another company. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Seiko. They mm-hmm. help. Um, I forget what their specific cause is, but a lot of their profits go towards. Yeah, I know for a while one of the really popular companies was Ivriella. I definitely bought from them before. They create, like, T-shirts with, like, the elephant on the back. Mm-hmm. And then the oh, proceeds yeah. go towards, um, like, saving the elephants or whatever. Um, I saw, too, um, not too long ago, there was one company. Um, it's one of those things, like, ugh, the cost wasn't what it was. Like, I would totally probably mm-hmm. purchase everything. Yeah. Um, but it was this small company that basically takes old military items and recycles it into jewelry bags and stuff like that yeah and once again I can't remember the (laughs) the whole concept and everything um so it was like your old uniform or whatever you can donate it into this company and they'll make a bag out of you know the camo or Mm -hmm. whatever that's pretty item you gave in yeah um, there was someone too, and I'm I'm so upset that I'm getting it confused if it's the same company or a different one. Um, but it's actually, hold on, now I'm thinking because this might be a totally separate company with a different clause. So it's like all the guns and bullets that have been recovered. This is totally different. Um, mm-hmm. Have been recovered from like um, crime-ridden areas. She's also taking Whoa. these and turning them into jewelry pieces with the serial number of the item that it was. She puts it on. Um, That's cool. The jewelry. So it's just a matter of like taking this really dark, tragic incident and an item and everything, and turning it into something good and wearable. Um, so she's actually taking this stuff off the streets in mm-hmm. a sense and repurposing it. And recycling That's pretty cool. It. That is really cool. That is awesome. Yeah. I feel like. With companies like that specifically, I'm always like, oh, this is so expensive, but it mm-hmm. supports such a good cause. Yeah. And then I normally probably don't end up buying just because right. it's out of my budget. Yeah. Although I'd love to. Like, if one day I have enough money to just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> do that, that'd be great. Same. Totally the same. Yeah. But I'll even, like, pass on the link. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, oh, I'm kind of sharing it. And I know, like, I'm, I have military personnel in my family, so it's just mm-hmm. like, I've kind of shared that on, and it's just like, even though I might not be able to purchase it right here, right. right now, like, mm-hmm. maybe you can, yeah. <laughs> or something, but just Agreed. like still sharing the word about that, because, I mean, mm-hmm. I think the, getting the guns off the streets, um, and turning it into jewelry, like, how pretty awesome and unique is that? That's and awesome. Turning the military, um, items into recycled pieces mm-hmm. as well, like, mm-hmm. that's just pretty cool. 
Yeah, I um, I also just think like day to day, there are probably so many brands that you use that have really good missions or have a really good, like, I don't know, like they do good mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that you probably don't even save realize. Animal, save environment. Yeah, save. even, so I like really loved um, Dove's beauty campaign. I'm like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm so attracted to it. I'm going to put in a Wait. shameless plug for you that you wrote about this in your blog about virility. Yes. <laughs> so um, everyone should go look at that as well. So they con- they're they constantly, like, promoting their product as um, something for everyone. Like, they don't, you know, it's no matter, like, age, weight, whatever, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. for everybody. Um and they're always kind of promoting, like, everyone's beautiful. And mm-hmm. that that message is just, like, really important to me. And, like, knowing that they're constantly, like, putting that out there is just really cool. So I think that stands out, too, because they're pretty much the only one in that industry saying things like that. Yeah. Being all-inclusive in that manner. Yeah, I agree. Um, there aren't a lot of – well, as at least, like, what we can see, there aren't a lot of companies that mm-hmm. – Aries a good example. Yeah, Aries a great example. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that type of mentality will almost become the norm in the near future. Target picked mm-hmm. it up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. There was one day, random, um, and I don't know if we're off of kind of the topic or not, but regardless, there was one time <laughs> that I walked into Target and I was just like, that is a new mannequin. Yeah. That is a probably huh. average size Mannequin. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. They have those now. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> it's but awesome. It was, it was noticed. Yeah. It very much was noticed. So. Yeah, I've actually heard some negative feedback. I, don't, I can't really remember what people about have said about, like, companies. <laughs> kind of about the mannequins. About companies like Target and Airy and Dove that are just doing this to make a buck. Isn't that marketing? Exactly. So yeah, it is marketing, and you have to remember that they have, like, a goal, and they want to make money. This time of life, too, everyone's going to have an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's just, like, you're never going to hit everyone. But they're not doing anything bad. No. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean like I so. if it's change, or if it's just a matter of now you're encouraging that lifestyle instead of trying to um, be. But I have no idea. Yeah. But, I mean, people have a yeah, I yeah, think ultimately I would support good. it, and I think it's really cool, too, that, mm-hmm. like, Dove and yeah. Target and Erie are doing stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to go back to the Capri Sun topic and mm-hmm. ask you if, um, like, would that make you buy Capri Sun? I think it's really cool, and I'd be like, oh, that's so cute, but I would never, like, buy a Capri Sun then. You okay. know what I mean? Capri yeah. Sun, though, in general. Like, First of all, loves Capri yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> so. I go on a picnic, and there's a Capri Sun, but it's, like, there's children around. I'm like, yeah. Capri Sun, please. Yeah. <laughs> please don't ask. Yeah. Michael Mattis about Capri Sun after this. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> because he's crazy. Oh, like, as in, like, he loves it? Or no, he does not like Capri <gasps> Shame. <laughs> Tell me he's a Kool-Aid man. <laughs> um, I don't know that, I mean, I'm not really their target audience. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I were a mother, though, and I saw something like this, I would be like, it would tug at my heartstrings, and I would be like, like, okay, oh, throw that in the grocery cart. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is really bad for you, but I'm going to buy it for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I, I don't know, and I don't know that that's necessarily, I mean, obviously, like we were saying, like, their goal is sales. It's mm-hmm. always going to be sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, 
maybe they just really want to raise awareness and if that's their if that's their goal then mission accomplished yeah um so yeah I don't know that it would necessarily make me be like I'm gonna go buy Capri Sun right now but it's always gonna be in the back of my mind that like oh they are they are really fond of promoting um bullying awareness or whatever anti-bullying awareness so when I go to the grocery store if I needed to pick up a juice pouch I'd probably go for the Capri Sun just knowing that that's Mm -hmm. you know that's important to them so it could be too even though you're not the demographic now or their target audience Mm -hmm. now not saying this is happening but say like in a few years you have children Mm -hmm. and they're at the age that you know they're drinking stuff like this and this campaign is still in the back yeah if if it resonates with me that long enough (laughs) yeah not anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah um so it's just like if they were able to tug at your heartstrings now and you're even saying like Mm -hmm. oh stick in the back of my head who knows for how long but Mm -hmm. you know that could still pay benefit to them yeah definitely i agree I think if I was a mom, I would totally consider it. Like, if I was at the grocery store and I saw some cute commercial about how they're, like... Yeah. I would totally be like, yeah. Why not? Give them this treat. <laughs> it's been really difficult um, lately. This is, like, a total, like, sidebar. I feel like I'm full of those. But anyhow. <laughs> um, like, with the way influencers and advertising and campaigns and everything is so in your face these days, um, growing up, like, my mom, she had X amount of budget for the groceries, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we wouldn't spend X amount of money on a box of cereal, um, so us kids, we always knew we had to get the X amount of, um, costs versus, like, a $5 box of cereal or whatever, um, but it's now, as I'm doing my own grocery shopping and everything, mm-hmm. I try to keep her ways in the back of my head and try and be budget-friendly and responsible <laughs> in those manners. But I'm just like, ooh, but I really want that, like, $5 <laughs> yeah. one. No, I might not be able to eat, like, as much this grocery trip because I'm buying a $5 box of cereal. But it's still just, you're very influenced these right. days because mm-hmm. of all the outlets we have. Uh, just that was my sidebar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think on social media, also, especially. Also, like, why are cereal boxes five dollars? <laughs> All the good cereal so right. expensive. I don't yeah. want the generic Rice Krispies. Yeah. I want the real ones. And my husband will be like, "Oh, like I would have bought that when it was on sale." I was like, "But I saw it now. Yeah. <laughs> I want it now." And so I got it. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Well, it's fine. I have something that goes off of that too. Um, Continue my streak of food-related articles. <laughs> um, this is about Reese's Not Sorry ads. I don't know if you've seen any of their ads recently. It's very Halloween-based um, because they're candy, obviously. Um, How are these being shared? Like, commercials? I've seen commercials, okay. and I will bring it up because they're very quick ads. Um, this is the one that I saw. Let me bring it up. Sidebar. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Internet. Buy a bunch of Reese's. Uh, there you go. Turn off all the lights in your house. Yeah, yeah. And then you just don't answer the door. For Halloween. I'm sorry, Reese's. Okay. I don't know why. That one specifically stuck in my head, but when I saw this pop up, I was like, yeah, you're right, I did see that. 
And like, I don't know. So Let me, can we interpret the commercial first? Or yes. are we going to get into that? Let me just... Okay. Actually, yes, interpret. Ooh, go, go okay. <laughs> Wait, so I think I caught the full thing with the volume kind of going up, but it was basically lock everyone out and eat these Reese's yes. you bought for the trick-or-treaters. Yes. And yes. Yourself yes. In yeah. the dark. And yes. then hashtag not sorry at the end. Yeah. Yes. So what are we promoting there? Eating Reese's. Mm-hmm. By yourself in the dark mm-hmm. and yeah. leave all the children Ooh, outside. I don't want to say too much. Okay. Because I also don't want to voice too much opinion in case it's like <laughs> outnumbered or wrong. But yeah. I'm. Okay. Continue. I'm interested to see what this Well, now I want to hear what you thought. <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you, you first. Okay. I'm okay. missing something. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll wrap. I'll try and like wrap it all together in like a summary of something. Okay. <laughs> so basically. The story goes, once upon a time, um, there was a campaign by their competitor, Mars, in 2012 that was, sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. Okay? This is a direct response or recreation, almost, of it in a different light. How many years ago? The Milky Way one was in 2012. That's this a one is this year's. Long-awaited yeah. response. Yes. I do remember those commercials. That sounds more like copying. <laughs> Almost, but, like, the way that Reese's is doing it, like, I really like because they're, they're like, 10, 15-second ads that really, like, get you. Hashtag not sorry um, kind of things. And they're, it's working because their um, engagement is up. Um, I'll read you some statistics. of U.S. consumers age 18 and older say they have seen an ad for Hershey brand Reese's over the past two weeks compared to 20% who said the same a year ago. So that's up 9%. Um, The brand's ad awareness peak of 28% in early November last year. Um, So they're 1% up from last year, but that's still pretty good. Um, And their awareness score is... 24% 24% currently compared to last year at 20, 20%. Is this on a specific platform or just generally? This is just general. Okay. Uh, 37% of customers say they would be open to pur- purchasing Reese's during their next shopping trip, which is compared to 33% last year. So they're up a couple percentage points that way. Um, but the results are showing how a well-coordinated multi-channel campaign is entertaining and contextually relevant and how that it can drive a conversation awareness and purchase intent. So Hmm. I thought it was interesting. And also I remembered that I had seen it. So had you seen the Mars one or do you remember that? I do not remember that one. Do you happen to see if you could find it? I mean, we could, we probably can find it. I'm for sure. just curious. Yeah. I don't remember six years ago. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but as soon as I, like, before I came in with this article, I was, re- I was watching all of the different ads, and then I was like, I really want a Reese's, <laughs> and our candy jar does not have Reese's currently. We don't have any chocolate lately. <laughs> 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 I think I saw her with a plastic bag, and I was quick to see if I could see anything. Um, <sighs> So I instead opted for peanut butter cookies. Um, so I would say like they were successful. <laughs> the, the wellness stuff. committee was happy you went with that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Approved. Um, I used to love Reese's as my favorite mm-hmm. candy growing up. 
Hmm. And I don't know if it was like taste bud change or something. I didn't feel like the peanut butter inside tasted peanut buttery and they were dry unless I was unknowingly eating the stale. <laughs> Your mom was buying the generic ones that Probably. Month. <laughs> she froze them for years yeah. and then pulled them out. Like, I have no idea. No, um, so I was just like, mm, like, I'll have it if like it's there. And then I saw a video of basically, this is going to be really gross. <laughs> oh, no. no. I saw a video one time of basically someone opening a fresh, per se, we'll say, um, a fresh Reese's peanut butter cup, and then they broke it in half, and there were basically squirmy little bugs inside. <laughs> no! That is in the back of my head, and so every time I eat a Reese's, I basically take the small, like, a small bite. I don't even break it in half to see, but I take a small bite just of it. Just to make sure. And just to make yeah. sure that, you know, my Reese's. I have no idea if it's, it's true or not, but that, if that was a very fake representation of something someone did a great job stuck <laughs> with me i am no longer a big reese's fan in the flavor but that's just me the way this connects back to influencer marketing is because the voice who does this these little blurbs of commercials is will arnett the voice of bojack horseman oh, on netflix okay and the comments were blowing up on oh, every single video love that yes. show yes so it's called bojack horseman is it a netflix original it's, an, it's a netflix show it's a ben cartoon and I have watched it mm-hmm. it's an adult cartoon it's very adult very <laughs> very adult um but the people in the comments of these videos these commercials were freaking out mm-hmm. over the fact that it was Will Arnett, Arnett's voice. So, so here's my hmm. question, though. Like, I feel like Hershey made it sound like, oh, these commercials are a jab back to Mars from six years ago. Mm-hmm. But the consumer isn't no. thinking that. Mm-mm. So are they saying, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's why our... That's why we're seeing increases in sales and engagement and everything else. Or is it we used Will Arnett as a voice? See, I don't know. And I think I think that this was a job back at Mars, but I don't think it was, like, the main purpose. Like, like I, I think it was just being relevant and, like, hash, hashtagging and... Okay. Going back to what Paige said pretty much as soon as you wrapped that up in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's six years a little too late deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And maybe that they're... They, or that to be the main intention. Of right. Yeah. I don't think... If it, it is. Right. Response. Yeah. Right. It, it may may not be at all. It just may be something... But based on the four of us in this room right now, it's... It didn't resonate with us. No. As a response. I don't think that that... I don't think any mm. consumer is thinking like, uh oh, that's funny. <laughs> We're looking at you. Well, I guess M&Ms. we aren't really the audience, right. like, the, or the age... Right. Of people who would probably rec- remember that. I'm sorry. Right. Like, but it might be, like, my parents who are more familiar with that. Does an ad stick with you for six years, though? I mean, some of them, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, a Milky Way ad? I don't think I'd remember. Well, what's that? Is it Snickers? Yum, you're not you when you're hungry? I think I'll yeah. totally never forget that. Like, it's just so... That's, that's true. All, that all is over the catchy, place. though. So, if it's the same type of thing that our parents are, like, maybe they've seen this so many times. Maybe. That, I don't know. I feel like... That's a good point. I couldn't really make the judgment because I'm yeah. like, I Even haven't really still, seen it. to have to make that connection, like, oh, I feel like that might be 
in relation to the Mars ad from six years ago, yeah. just seems like a little bit of a stretch. I Honestly, definitely think that might be really smart though, because if you're thinking it's like yeah. the hashtag not sorry, which is like really popular in our generation, yeah. Yeah. and Bojack Horseman is also really popular in our generation, and um, so like you have those two aspects of the commercial that targets our generation, but then another aspect of That's the commercial true. where it's ha- tying back to very an older true. generation. Yeah, yeah. so, so it might just be brilliant. <laughs> Called our parents night, and we're like, hey. Do you so all in all I would say it was effective for me because I want to go buy a bunch of Reese's mm-hmm. I also think like speaking directly to the parents who like have to go in you know deal with all the trick-or-treaters and all that yeah. and like it, like envisioning yourself sitting at home and just eating candy and not doing anything is c- kind of cool yeah so I would say that's effective I think as we well. all like the concept of like how about we just not and just treat ourselves tonight right, <laughs> right. so what is this effective for you guys would you I don't know feel the need to go get a Reese's I've always. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not Ashley because she thinks we're in every single one. It's fine. I won't share the video with you guys. I'll continue. Um, I'm not actually quite sure if for me, hashtags are influential just mm. in general. Mm-hmm. Because I think I, this is just a personal thing too, that they're overused or they're too yeah. many or mm-hmm. even just on any sort of post anyone has, they any hashtag under the moon they'll put up, whether it's effective yeah. for them or not, right. but it's just like, oh, here's a picture of outdoors. I'm going to tag or hashtag clouds, hashtag tree, hashtag grass, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> so like, you know, hashtagging every single thing that's in a photo. Mm-hmm. Now that's obviously being obnoxious, right. but um, I think for that, I tend to kind of skim past hashtags in general or not. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear a hashtag before anything is said, it's just kind of boop, right. like tuned out a little bit. Yeah. I definitely think, um, like, I don't know if it's necessarily considered the next generation, but, like, my younger siblings, I think that would resonate with them more, the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because I agree with you, Ashley. It's kind of like, okay, a little overdone. Like, mm-hmm. we, got, guess, we get it. I guess, yeah. too, because we hashtag started with us. So things have to yep. end at one point. So it's going to be interesting to see how long hashtags mm-hmm. are around in normal conversation, as in hashtag goals, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, there's, I appreciate it in like conversation with, you know, people you know. And yeah. Have, whatever. But I appreciate it in conversation. But if it's something to try and cash my. Catch me outside. Um, Catch me outside. Catch my attention. Um, It doesn't, it it have to be really good, I guess, and original for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't really eat candy, but I think it's a very good (laughs) method. We saw the same video. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I do think it's, like, a funny message. I do like what they were trying to do with the whole, like, yeah, let's just sit inside and eat these all to myself. Um, cause I can relate. Um, <laughs> but now maybe if it was for ice cream or something. Yeah, give me that Halo Top ice cream. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Or like Mott sticks. Yeah. Hey. Oh, sorry for Mott sticks. <laughs> I'm coming to Ashley's house trick-or-treating. I'm going to knock on the door. She's just going to have a tray of mozzarella. So right down the street, I'm just going to get all the mozzarella they have. 
I'm going to be really excited to hear when that actually releases. How, what does that save? Like, what file format? Is it save as a movie or something? Or? I'm actually not sure, and that's a wonderful question. I'm not sure. Um, I don't even, this didn't print out how long the video was, but, um, yeah, in the presentation that I watched, it didn't necessarily say, but that would be an interesting thing for me to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's my first one. My second complete unrelated topic to this <laughs> is um, this morning an internal um, conversation. I'm just curious as to your user experience habits as individuals, not necessarily working in marketing, but just how you navigate um, a website on desktop and on mobile. So let me take you to this website that doesn't exist. <laughs> so um, let's say you type into abc123.com. Sorry if that's actually... They just got a ton of traffic. Underscore not real. Um, okay, so you log into the website, and in the header it has their logo um, over to the left-hand side as usual. The navigation's mm-hmm. up at the top. Say there's a call to action with a phone number up on the right-hand side. You're on desktop. Do you click that phone number? Do you go directly to your phone and start punching in the phone number if you're looking to call them? How would you interact with that call to action of calling them? I would open up my phone and Same. like dial it into my phone. Me too. So mm-hmm. what phones do you guys have and what browser were you searching on? I would be searching on Google Chrome, and I have an iPhone. Okay. Same. Okay. Literally the same. And I would have done the same thing. Okay. Um, but as a follow-up question, mm-hmm. because I was also involved in this internal discussion this morning. Um, what was this internal discussion? <laughs> it was called Ooh. Cool People Only. <laughs> yes. I don't know how you knew that. But <laughs> if you were on... You're like if you're on desktop and um, you're looking for this phone number, but you knew you were gonna call them on your phone. Like, would you be? If I knew I was gonna already, if I knew went to the site intending to call them, mm-hmm. I would never have used the desktop. Right. Okay, but okay. say. Say you did. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> hypothetically. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say you stumbled upon. I don't know, your doctor's office website, and you're just like, oh, crap, I, you know, reminded me to call and schedule an appointment. Mm -hmm. I'm already looking at the phone number right there in front of me. Mm -hmm. I click on it, or I start punching it in. Or, well, no, I guess that's kind of based on your two habits. So if you, so Mm -hmm. you're suggesting that we, we click on the phone number on the desktop, what happens? I'm not suggesting it, but some people what? seem to, yes. Okay. So there's a matter of... What does it do? Tra- it can hook up with your phone. Exactly. So when... What? Are, so the reason <laughs> people... The reason I ask which browser and which um, phone you have is because pending which browser and pending which phone, you can have different options. Mm-hmm. Hashtag technology. Oh, look, hashtag technology. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, 
So basically, in Chrome, since that's what you both would be using, and you both have iPhones, um, but you're both also working on an Apple computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that also plays into that. So that would yeah. work. So mm-hmm. your Apple devices, your computer, and your phone, you could sy- sync up to when you click on that desktop phone number mm-hmm. to automatically start dialing on your phone. Mm-hmm. Don't ask world. me how because I don't understand technology. <laughs> Pete <laughs> you think does I would, it. but yeah. <laughs> So that's one person in the internal conversation, that's their experience of it, mm-hmm. is that they would click, it would sync to their device, which is right next to the computer, and he would pick up his phone and start calling. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, what a world we live in. Right. Wow, that's <laughs> nuts. If you click on the phone number on your desktop on Chrome, and you don't have your Apple devices synced, so I guess it could also be you're working from a PC computer to your Apple or vice versa or whatever. <clears throat> um, in Chrome, you would receive a pop-up that says yeah. you're about to open FaceTime or mm-hmm. whatever other program right. that you want to do. So me, I would say, no, 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 I don't how can I how can I call from a computer? Right. And once again I said I understand <laughs> technology. <laughs> so um, I would say no, but it gives you a prompt. Now if you're working in Safari and you have, um, you still don't have it synced and everything. If you click on the phone number in desktop, it automatically opens FaceTime oh, without no. any sort of don't notification. Like that. So yeah. you are automatically calling someone, which mm. is something that was discovered. Um, and then you start freaking out because, yeah. so, oh my gosh, I'm calling someone. I don't want to. What do I open this? How do I close this out? Like so many things are happening right. in one second. Mm-hmm. So, um, just as a part of my research, um, mm-hmm. as to, you know, experiences to present to the table, I was curious as to how everyone kind of interacted with hmm. the call to action mm-hmm. of calling from a desktop and if, how you interact with that. Even if my phone was hooked up to my computer and I had the ability to click on the phone number and direct it to my phone, mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure if I would instinctually no. do that. Also, you know what I mean? Like, I would I would have to train myself to sure. know how yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel well, like the majority of people aren't calling right. from their computer. Also, mm-hmm. then you have to have your phone right next to you. So what's yeah. the point? So the question is, then I'll open this just food for thought question out there to everyone, is how would you try to better the experience for everyone understanding that Pending the computer they're on, pending the browser they're on, pending the device they're on, how would you make one unified experience? Or do you go with the majority and leave others out? Like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? And maybe uh, before we actually answer that question, I want to ask another question. Oh, God. Um, so many questions. Would you be annoyed? I feel like this one's a little bit easier to answer, um, which is why I want to ask it first. But would you be annoyed if you were looking up, let's say, for your doctor, you needed his phone number, you didn't remember it, so you had to Google your doctor's office, then you went to their website, um, the phone number's there, and you tried to click it, and it didn't open up automatically in your phone app, and you couldn't dial. Because I know that me personally... I'll answer the question first. Like, I get so annoyed <laughs> if I have to, like, remember that phone Julia, number or try to, like, copy paste it on my phone. Okay. Yeah. So you're going mobile experience mm-hmm. only. You're on, you're in the browser, and mm-hmm. it doesn't open up that pop-up as in, did you want to call? Yes. Yeah. That's, 
Yeah, that would really, that would annoy me because that's the only way I would do it. You have to have a friend right next to you and say, "Remember these three numbers." Yes. And what happens if you have no friends? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just copy and paste a phone number from a browser into the keypad. I feel like it's difficult though. I feel like I have because you have to like hold down on it at least on my phone, and then it might highlight like two numbers, and then you have to like zoom in and try to highlight like all of the numbers, and half the time it like highlights the whole page, and you're like, no. I would say it would be really important for me as a user to be able to open up a phone number automatically in my phone. If I'm on Safari, on my phone, um, I have an iPhone and I want to call someone, I want to be able to click on that number and have it open up in my phone app, especially if I'm driving and I'm like running late, like I'm always rushing. I want that like easy user experience to be able to just click on that phone number on mobile and have it open up and just call. Right. I think for mobile that makes sense for... Apple, because you have an Apple phone, right? Mm-hmm. Not an Apple phone. iPhone. <laughs> like a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one of them phones yeah. with the Apple fruit. Apple fruit. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I have one of those. They also call them. Um, but is it that way on an Android, too? I don't know. I have an Apple. I don't know. <laughs> I would assume on an Android, you can... Okay. So I'm not yeah, sure, too, if... Thing. And this is out of my little realm, um, and we can follow up with the devs on it, but... It's a matter of then, do we code that in to bring up that pop-up, or that's kind of built into the system of the device? You know what I mean? Yes, you code in a certain call to action in the code to that... To bring up that mm-hmm. window. And you can program it to only um, function on mobile. So, like, in the code, you can say, like, for users on mobile only, have it interact right. and open up in the phone app. So, obviously, because on desktop that prompt doesn't make sense at all. Right. So yeah, you're coding for two different experiences on two different devices, as was another thing that was kind of brought up. But, so it's, yes, I, yes. 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 Just (laughs) yes, you are. (laughs) That's what should be done. (laughs) Sorry, real quick. Yes. Prior to, uh, so me personally, I would never click on a telephone number on my desktop because no. my computer is no. a computer and my phone is a phone. Yeah. I am also <laughs> Again, not with a <laughs> A computer so, can't make calls. <laughs> so that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of, I mean, I've instructed um, for other sites before where it's just like, yeah, you have to have this sort of function on desktop and this sort of function on a phone because you don't have the options like you yeah. do on both devices mm-hmm. in a sense for just general things even um to which i even stated in design there's some things on desktop that we remove in mobile because mm-hmm. it's irrelevant because that's potentially a different audience coming to right. that device um so that information's not needed for your mobile audience or it's just some fluffy decorative stuff that's taking up space causing a longer scroll so let's eliminate that so Yes, they're two different devices. They should be taken into consideration as two different experiences. I would agree okay. yeah. for sure. I agree with you. But now answer the question <laughs> that I asked earlier that I can't remember how I worded it. <laughs> 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 like, what was the one where you tried to 
chimed in with the question yeah, before. Yeah, I remember that. I just don't remember what you yeah, asked. same. I feel like I was confused by your question, so that's probably why I asked a follow-up question. Um, so I apologize, actually. You just derailed the question. When you don't understand the question, just ask another question. Don't ask questions, understand the question. It was basically something along the line of <laughs> I think it was about experiences like, and yeah. oh, kind of catering to the masses mm-hmm. or how like how to create a unified experience amongst different platforms. That's kind of yeah. yeah. Did that bring it back? For yes, yeah. yes. I would be curious to know what the majority is like do a majority of users (laughs) I honestly don't think that a majority of people are clicking on the phone number on a desktop and Mm -hmm. if you're going with two different experiences for two different audiences the audience on desktop is probably not going to have a computer that they can call from Mm. if you're thinking Mm -hmm. in terms of depending on the website like who that right. company's audience is. I have a very not random question. It's totally relevant. I don't know if this is appropriate for the platform though or not. Is this a question to throw out on social as kind of like how do you interact with X, Y, and Z? We hmm. can and we can see what people say and I then think it's a great we idea. use that yeah. as yeah. Cool. Yay. Problem solved. <laughs> Whoa. In um, my so, mind, I cannot. If people are listening to this and the post is still up, go vote and <laughs> let us know how you. Because we mentioned, like, do we just throw out a survey to people just yeah. to see what the people who solve kind of interact as? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think social, I don't know what platform you would do it on. Mm-hmm. You, you can, can ask for Go ahead. Yeah, that would probably take too long. We could True. do an Instagram poll. We could do a Facebook poll. That'd See be what's cool. up. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, all right, well. Okay. <laughs> well, um, thank you for all listening to this um, episode of Tower After Hours. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.